We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what is up green bay packers fans welcome back to another edition of the pack a day podcast the dun 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 all nfc north edition of the pack a day podcast the podcast you guys have been waiting for all offseason. We're going to focus on the offense today. Offense only. We'll get to the defense next week. Uh, we've got a lot of time between now and training camp, so we got some things to hash out. Uh, my name is Jacob Morley. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob Morley. And I am joined this beautiful day by the one and only Ross Uglum. Ross, how are you? You ready to talk about some NFC North superlatives today? Superlatives? Well, yeah, like we're I forgot to tell you, we're gonna rank the um, we're gonna rank the all NFC North team, but then we're gonna talk about like best smile, uh best couple, we're gonna talk about most photogenic, most likely to be successful um after their My NFL career. Out. <laughs> I'm having man, she's uh I'm out. Uh sorry, I didn't know I didn't sign up for this. I'm not supposed to be here by yeah, yeah. Have you seen the mustache I'm rocking right now? Where do you think that happened from? Okay, the opening scene mm-hmm. where he f- pretends to start losing communications. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I'm at right now with you. I can't. I'm just gonna. I'm just. Gonna, I, I'm just gonna do whatever I want. Bye. Yeah, yeah. That's where we're at. <clears throat> okay. Well, hopefully you can come in last second and save the day, just like Hangman. No spoilers. What, no spoilers. What, are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? Dude, people, if you haven't seen it by now, you're wrong. It's June 27th. The movie came out May 27th. You did this to yourself. Yeah, you're wrong. You're wrong for not seeing it. Sorry. That I mean, I don't want to get too off, off topic, but there, in my life, there has been only a few times where watching a movie in a movie theater People have gotten up out of their seats and cheered. One of them, ironically enough, was the Creed movie where he got knocked out. 
and some guy behind me just stands up screaming, lights out, Donnie, lights out, Donnie. <laughs> no idea. No idea what that means. The other time is the Top Gun movie where people were legit up out of their seats. It didn't matter, man. It didn't matter. Young, old, black, white, male, female. Dude, we were all on the highway to the danger zone, man. And we were in that ride together. But I digress. All I have to work to Maverick podcast. It should be. It should be. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're going to make a yeah a slight detour here. We're actually going to just going to recast the Top Gun Maverick with the <laughs> NFC. <North player. laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is obviously Maverick, the old the old wily vet that's still got it, man. Still got it. But anyways, okay. All, all NFC North team. We're going to start, you know, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, we're going to start with probably the easiest position. Um, and what we're doing here and how we're ranking these guys is we're – we talked about this pre-show. We're going to talk about who we think the best players are, but we're also going to kind of try to build a team that we think would be very good like tomorrow. And so there may be guys playing in, you know, different positions like an Elton Jenkins, maybe where is he going to land on this list? Is he a tackle? Is he a guard? Uh, we might be, be trying to assemble the best team. So we are going to start with the quarterback position. We'll go through all of the, all four uh, teams. Uh, Ross, how I would have it ranked is Aaron Rodgers, one, number one, back-to-back MVP. He's the best quarterback in the league. Easy. Second, Kirk Cousins. Um, as much as we love to get on Kirk Cousins' case, he's still you know a, a borderline good quarterback in the NFL. And then you know after that, for the Bears and the Lions, they have – you know, inexperience or just kind of whatever's. And so I think where it gets interesting is number three. And Ross, I would put, if I had to go win a game tomorrow, if I had to assemble a team and play a game tomorrow, I would put Jared Goff in front of Justin Fields. Now, if you're asking me, like, what do I want for the next 10 years? Yeah, I'm, I'm rolling the dice with Fields over Goff. But if I have to yeah. assemble a team tomorrow, that's my order. Like, if I was taking the Bill Simmons trade value chart or trade value column approach, I would rank them Rodgers, Fields, Cousins, Goff. But in your premise where we have to win a game tomorrow, I think I agree with you. And and Cousins would be a hell of a backup. I mean, that's how this whole thing got started was coming in for an injured uh, RG3 and not being a huge problem. And, I mean, that would be – a hell of a position to, to back up uh, Aaron Rodgers with Kirk Cousins who could come in and just probably not be the solution, but also probably not be the problem. Yeah. And, and that's, and I'm with you absolutely there. Like if you know what you have in Cousins and Goff, Fields is still, it Fields, you know, as much as I love to give Bears fans crap about already anointing him a Hall of Fame player and then statistically having one of the worst quarterback game seasons in the National Football League, like ever. He still is a ball of talent, raw talent. Right. I and, know I'm not winning a title with Cousins or Goff. Like, I know that. Right. Yeah. I don't know that, know that with Fields. Yeah, I'm just going to say, you know, the Bears are cursed. They don't – they will never have a good quarterback. And so Fields, <laughs> get, get him out of there, get him somewhere else, and let him shine. Um, so that's what we would do for the quarterback position, I think. That one is pretty non-controversial. I think Bears fans maybe would hear that and say put Fields higher, but I think we just 
gave you our rationale why he isn't and actually why we would actually take him higher if we had, you know, if it was a different scenario. Uh, the one that is always controversial is the running back position in the NFC North. Um, Ross, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Just kind of give me, you know, give me, let's go, you know, most teams carry three running backs. So let's carry three running backs on this roster. Um, which three would you pluck from the NFC North teams? Uh, yeah, I mean, for sure I would have um, uh, Dalvin Cook starting with A.J. Dillon as that second power back, and, and then I would have Aaron Jones doing Aaron Jones things, lining up in the slot, you know, obviously running the football, but running outside zone, catching screens, 100%. If I'm building a football team, Dalvin Cook's starting, A.J. Dillon is the pace of or the change of pace back, and Aaron Jones is doing Aaron Jones stuff. Um, who's even the back for – is it still David Montgomery? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so David Montgomery, who is a mixture of Aaron Jones, Dalvin Cook, and <laughs> AJ Dillon, he just left him off the list. Wow. No, thank you. No, thank you. And I don't. The, who's the tailback in Detroit? The starting one. Oh, they got the um, the kid from Georgia, Swift. T Swift. Okay. okay. D Swift. Right. Devondre. I mean, he's, I'm still he's all right. I'm still. Not I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. But Swift, Swift is intriguing, at least. Here's an interesting – I want to add a wrinkle to this. We kind of talked about this um, beforehand. But I'm going to I'm gonna give you um, kind of the answers to the test in a way uh, in that I'm going to take – I'm just going to give for, for I don't know, uh, comparison's sake, I guess. Um, I'm going to give you PFF's rating – rankings – ratings from last year. Um guys with a minimum amount of like qualifiers. So their rankings last year, one through eight, this is 20% and I'm not going to do the math 20. Well, it's pretty easy actually. Uh, 20% of 306, 359 rushing attempts. So um, on now I said it's easy and it would be 90 would be 25%. So 80, 80, whatever, 80 some odd rushing attempts. Um, A.J. Dillon was the top-ranked back in the North and I think the top-ranked back in the league by their grading system. That's correct. Um, Yep. So then it was Aaron Jones, too. They did not like Dalvin Cook's work last year. Interesting. Um, A.J. Dillon, one. Aaron Jones, two. Khalil Herbert, three. Jamal Williams, four actually tied Jamal Williams and David Montgomery with four. And then their sixth ranked back with an overall grade of 65.8 is Dalvin Cook. Now, I'm not saying that PFF is, you know, the, the Lord's gospel, um, but it's interesting, you know, that they that my starter they wouldn't even have on the rooster. Yeah. Well, dude, Khalil Herbert is nice, too. I like Khalil Herbert a lot, but he's not making this team. Uh, and I think that what's interesting about that, too, is – you know, to step away from the all NFC North team and say, okay, well, what if you just had AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones on a team? Well, you do. And kind of talking about what you just said, Ross, like, and I said this last week with the Packers, I think this offense is at its best when AJ Dillon is the guy kind of taking the, the brunt of the carries and Aaron Jones, like you said, is just doing Aaron Jones things and getting him to the finish line and keeping him healthy. You know, so that that's interesting too. That 
you could make an argument if you would project out their stats throughout the entire entire year. And I, I understand NFL football is not about it doesn't work that way. You know, you just can't project stuff out that far. But the sample size that we've seen from AJ Dillon, you know, we may be talking, we may be revisiting this in a year and saying like AJ Dillon is the clear cut number one running back in the NFC North. Um, so I love I love that trio of bats. I don't disagree um, with with any of it. I mean, we uh, might, we we might. I I don't think you're gonna get a Vikings fan to go that far. No, probably not. Unless I, I mean, unless Dalvin just falls off a cliff, as running backs do yeah. sometimes, you know. Um, so that would be that would be the only thing, uh, you know. And it, and we talked about this, and we'll talk about this with other guys. I mean, AJ or Dalvin Cook is probably in the last few years of his career just because running backs shelf lives are so short and AJ Dillon is kind of just getting started. Um, so they may, they may pass each other, you know, and, and you could make the same case, you know, if we're being subjective, you could say the same thing about Aaron Jones too. You know, he, he's, a, he's an older back. Um, so, you know, young guys kind of raise the brain. Four and a half year careers. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean it's, it's true though. I know. He's an older back. So I think he's what, 27 only. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's, He's a very young man, you know, like getting into his first contract extension. But the thing is, I don't disagree with you at all. Like at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, that's just the way it goes. Right. Um, but uh, so we'll see. That's an interesting one. That's a fun one to talk about. Uh, and I think the thing you can really take away from that though, is there's a lot of talented running backs in the NFC North. Uh, that's, that's probably the most crowded position um, of all of these ones, because, you know, with quarterback, it's kind of Aaron Rodgers and then, just dudes. Um, wide receiver is going to be a little bit different. Offensive line is going to be a little different. Um, but offensive line, we can talk about that right now. Let's let's build our starting offensive line in the NFC North, uh, and we're going to, you know, for the sake of making a good team, we're going to take out the injuries uh, just because two of these guys on here are coming off of knees. Not to give anything away, uh, but left <laughs> tackle is left tackle's Bakhtiari. Any disagreements there, Ross? No, uh-uh. No. And, and that's one that I think even you could talk to most Vikings, Bears, and Lions fans, and they would just be like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, no no argument there. Left guard, I'm putting I Elton there. I am. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I know, and we talked about this, Ross, like he, he's probably a right tackle. I don't know if the Packers even view him as a guard anymore, especially with the way they just drafted and with where they had those guys lining up in camp. Like, uh, yeah. Sean Ryan and Zach Tom didn't even really sniff tackle. Not that they won't, but that's where they started and was inside. So that tells me that Elton's going to ride that out at right tackle. He's going to be the right tackle in the future. But for the sake of making the best offensive line, we just plugged in two all-pro players at left tackle and left guard. Um, c- center, Ross, where would uh, – and I, we might – and I we talked right. about this pre-show, but, yeah. but we might be different. Is you with me, Frank Ragnar? I am Frank right now for sure. Yeah, if you're not going to play, there's a there, but there's a world in which you could actually convince me to maybe play Elton at center, but Frank right now. Yeah, like let's say there's a world. You know, let's convince me to there's play two Elton. there's two other all pro yeah there's two yeah. other all pro guards in this conference, yeah. but there's not. Um, yeah, I mean, which is crazy to think that Elton, I mean, legitimately might be the best left guard, the best center, the best right guard, the best right tackle in the NFC North. Yeah. Yeah. Bonkers. Absolute bonkers. And I think Goody said it best when they asked him, 
where are you going to play Elton or something along those lines? And he said he can play wherever he wants, yeah. and which is basically how we all feel as well. Um, so we've got Bakhtiari left tackle, Elton Jenkins left guard, Frank Ragno at center, um, right guard, right guard and right tackle. Uh, the Bears, the Bears, James Daniels is a, a very fine right guard. I think uh, if you look at his PFF as well. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'm I gonna, think that's where I would go. I'm going to go with a different guy just because okay. we're talking about arrow going up. Um, I, Jonah Jackson out of, out of Rutgers. Well, I think technically out of Ohio State, but played most of his ball at Rutgers. And then transferred to Ohio State as a last, you know, a super senior, a COVID senior, or whatever you want to call him. Um, he he's really good, and is I think going to continue to just get better. I don't have any problem with James Daniels, but I really like Jonah Jackson coming out, and he has been that dude since coming out. Yeah, uh, yeah, both those guys are, are fine options. Um. I have no, I have no problem if you would want to say Jonah Jackson over Daniels. The question I have then, since this is a Packers podcast, you know where do these young Packers interior offensive linemen fall in this category? And to me, I think, I think Myers, I think Myers is, think Myers is a second teamer at center. Yep, because the Vikings guys as bad as it gets, uh, and honestly, so is the Mustafer isn't very good for Chicago no. either. But Bradbury is one of the worst players in, like, one of the worst regulars in football. So I think Myers is a second teamer. And frankly, I, I think John Runyon Jr. is probably a second teamer on the interior at some point. I don't think Royce is or any of the rookie guys. Yeah, you can't. You can't. But I think JRJ is a second teamer on the interior for the North. I would agree with that. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, every week. You know, for Packer report. Ezra right. Cleveland's good. I didn't think he would be at guard. I thought he'd be too light in the pants. But Ezra, Cle- Ezra Cleveland is functional. Yeah. So that'd probably be your second teamer, guys. I mean, you've got JRJ and Ezra Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Those guys. Yeah. I agree. Royce isn't there yet to be mentioned. Nope. I mean, Royce is kind you of. Can't do it with Zach Tom. Can't do it with Sean Ryan. Although I think you yeah. will be able to. Sean Ryan is, I think, going to be good. But anyway, we will see. And that's the thing is uh, JRJ. I mean, he's fighting for his own job in Green Bay. <laughs> he's out here, he's out here fighting for his life. I know. Yeah, he is. I mean, yeah. I think he's going to win. I think he's going to win that job. But it's there's going to be competition. And if Green Bay said anything, it's this offseason. We want competition at the interior offensive line. Gotcha. Uh, but this is not the interior offensive line show. Um, but so there, there is our offensive line group, and the one that I think Packard like. Uh, that's going to be interesting now is with the departure of Devontae Adams, you know, how does this, how does this wide receiver group shake out in the NFC North? I mean, the, the alpha is gone. I think Christian Watson's probably wide receiver one in the NFC North, maybe the league. <laughs> Wes, I don't understand why you're laughing. Gold jacket season. <laughs> No, uh, spoiler alert! I don't. There's, there's not going to be a wide receiver. We skip. We skip tight end. Let's go to tight end. Well, let's let's, right let's, tackle, let's skip right tackle completely. Uh, you don't need one. I don't think you need one. 
No. No, you don't play with one. You don't play with one anymore. Uh, right tackle is probably Brian O'Neill, right? For the See, I'm, I'm, I've got a take. Okay. Panay Sewell. Ooh. I've yeah, got that's, a take. That is a good take because he – once he got his man, once he got his feet under him last year, he was, uh-huh. he was he was very good. And his talent level compared to Brian, shout out Brian O'Neill. I I was as wrong about Brian O'Neill as I've been about a prospect. I thought he was Jason Spriggs. Yep. Pick your pick your over athletic under te, or under technique tackle du jour. There's a million of them. Like you know, Colton Miller. Go, go, how, I thought he was Colton Miller. It wasn't. Colt Miller. Colt Miller's awesome. Huh? Colt Colton Miller for the Raiders? Right. He's awesome. But you don't realize first, how his what first three, his first like two or three years in the league, he was trash. Mm, yeah. This is not man. this is not debatable. I'm gonna look this up. Mm, I don't think I think he was better quicker than people realize. He's very, very good at this point in his career. I, I don't I think he's only, he I think he's only been in the league for three or four years. So he was legitimately one of the worst players in the league as a as a rookie, and not that much better in year two. He got good in year three and very good in year four. What I'm okay. saying is because they got drafted so quick one after the other, because I think Brian O'Neill immediately followed Colton in the draft class. So when Colton stunk as a rookie – I was like, this is Col-. you know what I'm saying? I was like, the- Brian O'Neill is Colton Miller. And then Colton Miller ended up working out. And then Brian O'Neill ended up working out. Yeah. Because Colton it's- Miller gave up Colton Miller gave up 65 pressures as a rookie. <laughs> That's bad. Dude, he's he's a he's he's really good now. I'm I'm not disagreeing with you on that. I'm just saying, like, when I was scouting Brian O'Neill and I saw all of the <laughs> did, did Brian O'Neill go first round? Second round, high second round. Okay, because Colton Miller went 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Colton Miller had 65 pressures given up and eight penalties. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Dude, but it's over now. It's over now. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. 
Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I'm trying to where did it now? I'm just, I'm just interested. Where did Brian O'Neill get drafted by the Vikings second round? No, dude, he was late second round. Okay. He picks pick 62. Pick 60. Okay. But yeah, so that, man, been, both those guys were just stone cold athletic freaks coming out. Oh, right. Yeah. With, with kind of questionable college tape. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. I remember watching Colton Miller when he came out and his pass set was like backdrop, like backpedaling. That's right. like what he was, that's what he was doing. And he was working at you because you're so athletic, but it, right. that's not here nor there. So, uh, I, I'm with you though. Like, uh, Panay Suo is probably who I would roll with as well, especially because the rest of your line is so damn good already. Throw yeah. him out there at right tackle and let him swim with those guys, and you're going to be just fine. Um, so, yeah, you got Brian O'Neill uh, probably as your second team offensive right of tackle. Yeah, yeah, with, whoever, uh, whoever is not playing, if you decide between Panay and Brian O'Neill, whichever one you don't want starting is your second team right tackle. I mean, Brian O'Neill is probably your second team left tackle too. Right? That's where he plays in Minnesota, isn't it? I don't think so. Unless something has changed. Mm, I don't know either. This Brian is great, O'Neal. great content. I got it. Snaps by position, detailed positions. No, right tackle. His right whole tackle. career. Who plays left tackle in Minnesota? Somebody bad. Well, obviously, clearly, <laughs> somebody, somebody bad. Oh, they burned that Darisaw, that kid that you said hates football. Oh yeah, Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen. <laughs> yeah, the kid That's that right. you said doesn't like football, and I was like, why is this guy dropping? And you're like, because he doesn't like ball. <laughs> Allegedly. That's allegedly. <laughs> allegedly Doesn't yeah. like football. He's soft. He's soft served. That's why we call him Dairy Queen. Uh, but what he actually had a, a decent rookie year, if I remember correctly. Like, he's another guy that could figure it out. But that is not, again, we're, we're going guys, into like, What the hell did I do to get What did I do? I just call me Dairy Queen? I love ball. <laughs> I love ball and ice cream cake. So tell that I didn't uh, get drunk into this conversation. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. We I gave you the teaser on Christian Watson as our wide receiver one. Yeah. We'll see if that cut. You got to keep listening if you're gonna uh, see if that comes to fruition because we're gonna talk about tight end. I think tight end is pretty easy in this division. T.J. Hawkinson's king. Um, he's stud. He's a good player. And then behind that, you got a bunch of guys. But I, I think Bobby Tanyan has got to be tied into well, in this division. It's like from a fantasy football perspective, strictly just fantasy football, 
the guy who has had the best season ever in this division is Bob Tanyan. Yeah. His, his 2020 is better than any of Hawkinson's seasons, but I don't know if Bob could block his own shadow. Like, no, TJ this ain't fantasy up. football. Yeah, T- right. TJ, TJ is a very good tight end. Exactly. And he, and he exactly. keeps getting better, too. He His trajectory is just continuing to develop and get better and better. Absolutely. Um, and he was, he's already an ass kicker as a blocker. I would uh, give that so. guy a zillion dollars in a second contract. Yeah, come to Green Bay. Just because of Hawk- what I think his trajectory is. Hawkins season, baby. Let's go. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so that'd be cool. But yeah, then Bobby's got to be two, and then after that, I you got, I mean, you, are you just gonna bank on the potential of like an Irv Smith and hope that he get continues you know, like to get an better? Age-back thing, yeah, like a rich man's. Or I think, I think Irv Smith is like a rich man's Deguara, or like what what the Packers want Deguara to be. Like Irv yeah. Smith Jr. is a high level of that. Yeah, that's probably who I would roll with. Or if you love. If you love super overrated Notre Dame tight end prospects, which is all of them, Cole Komet is a nice overrated. I take Notre Dame. I take. But then again, if we gotta win a game tomorrow, yeah. I'd probably take I'd probably take the big dog and just have him on the <laughs> roster. Just have him on the roster, man. Because <laughs> why not? Why not? He's not gonna play tight end three is not gonna play that much. Big dog and Hawkinson would be something. Oof. Especially with, when an outside zone that, with that Bobby, with Bobby as your as your flex type tight end. Are you kidding? Have them all have all three of them on the field at the same time. That'd be something. Yeah, that'd be Absolutely. yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. I think uh, Coach Lafleur would have he'd have some he'd he'd have some ideas. Yeah. Uh, but all let's right. get to the fun. Let's get to the fun one. Wide receivers, obviously Christian Watson. As much as Ross and I like Christian Watson, we we have to mention him. But we can't actually put him on the team. Right. <laughs> we can't actually put him on the team. I think the yeah. One factor you can talk about is Lazard. Certainly as a second teamer, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think your starters are actually pretty cut and dried. Uh, even if you want to go, you know, positionally, uh, maybe not cut and dried because people might think Adam Thielen still has something in the. Yeah, I was going to say. Yep. But I was say um, Thielen is the guy that's going to get yeah. left off that people are going to be upset about. I, I think Almon Ross St. Brown. I would slot in as the slot guy. With in Adam with Adam Thielen as easily the top receiver in this on the second team, um, you know, and I I play uh, Justin Jefferson at the X and, and Darnell Mooney at the Z all day. That's what I personally would do with with what is um, on on the rosters for these clubs now. Uh, second team X for me would probably be Alan Lazard. Uh, mm-hmm. Second team slots easy. That's Adam Thielen and second team Z. Ooh. It's tough. It's, it's tough. It's an interesting one. I you mean, know? you're getting into Sammy Watkins territory. I mean, like guys like that. Yes. Where, say, yeah. If you look at if you look at what they've done in their career, right? Unless I'm, I mean, okay, so the Bears. Because Allen Robinson doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> you know? uh, you know? um, uh, Lions outside of St. Brown. Is Josh Reynolds back with the Lions? Because if he is, if that's, he is, that's probably your choice. I don't know if he is, though. No, Josh Reynolds plays for the Titans now. So another one doesn't work here anymore. Um, I don't love K.J. Osborne in the way. Plus, he's a slot. I mean, he's a slot-only guy, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, MVS doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> There's a lot of guys, man. Like 
Sammy Watkins a second team Z or Christian Watson a second team Z is maybe not that like insane. Especially if I'm building a roster, if I'm building a football team, I'm throwing Watson in there as a wide receiver five. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You're banking on potential alone, but um, if we got to win tomorrow, I still might because he might be the best kick returner of all those guys. Sure. Which is, which is, you know, but like, it's not really what we're doing really here, but I mean, I guess maybe Darnell Mooney, I'd maybe rather run deep, but I'd rather run Christian deep than a lot of guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's or fair. Do uh, any of the Debo type stuff, like get the ball in his hands. I like him as a rack guy better than basically any of those guys. Maybe with, is Jefferson a big rack guy? I don't No, He's not. He's, I mean, he's the he's like, I'm not talking shit about Jefferson for one second. He is nasty. I, I just don't know how, how much of a rack guy he is. That's not what he's hanging his hat on. It, it's like sure. saying, like, was Devontae a rack guy? Like, yeah, he could do it. But, like, he's creating separation at the line of scrimmage and in his route stem. Like, that's how Jefferson wins. And yeah. then, yeah, and yep. then he, could do, he could do that stuff. But, but yeah. he's not a guy that I would, like, want to hand the ball off two, three times a game. Sure. Yeah. But that's it, guys. That's the NFC North team. What would be really interesting to do, and maybe since we have all this time, it, I think it'd be interesting to, to make these teams and then just pin them against each other across the NFL and talk about like what divisional team would be the best in the National Football yeah. League. Uh, I, don't we love, don't. I don't love the all-NFC North offense. I, just because the weaponry is so average. I think the running backs are as good as you're going to see across the board. Well, 100%. I think, the, but who cares? I think the offensive line is going to be as good as you see across the board. I think the quarterback is the best two time MVP. Right. Tight, tight end is, is good. Wide receiver is fine. Yeah. Right. Jefferson is very good. If, yeah. if there was, if there was a better wide receiver too, because like Jefferson's one of the best receivers, no. I, I think he's a top five. Last year. Last year. You 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 slide everybody down one rung when having Devontae is a different conversation. Oh God! All of a sudden, Jefferson becomes an elite number two. And let's let's really add some salt into a wound here because that almost happened in Green Bay. They really wanted Justin. They really wanted Justin Jefferson to be a Packer, and that would we would have gotten to enjoy that. But here we are sitting in our pain. So. That is the plot of a Packers fan. So, yep, Jordan Love. Going to be Hall of Fame season. Christian Watson, <laughs> Jordan Love, ripping this league a new one. You just wait. <clears throat> but, yeah, that's guys, that's all, that's all the time we got for this week. We'll be back next Tuesday, and we'll talk about the NFC North defense, um, which will be fun. That'll be another really fun discussion. Um, but until then, thanks for listening, and go Pack Go. happening daily.
We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com 